This is Hawaii Rising, a podcast from the Hawaii People's Fund. I'm Suyuno Amos. I'm Kenji Cataldo. Our guests today are Kedi Mobed, Todd Yamashita, and Kara Fitzpatrick from Seed of Love Farm. Seed of Love is a community care farm on the island of Molokai that works with the land and community to create healing and educational opportunities with an emphasis on youth and community members with little or no financial means. They believe that the most effective means of engaging our local and Hawaiian youth is by connecting their cultural experiences with a sense of place and purpose. We visited the Seed of Love farm last summer, and we got to meet some young tortoises, a skittish rescue deer, and fearless goats. We also joined the school group they had out for a muddy work day in the fish pond that day, and we were filling bags, these big bags with invasive gorilla ogo, and dragging them out to wash or to use as fertilizer in the garden. And it was a really beautiful time, and we got to see all the kids getting muddy and just having a blast and totally loving it. Here's our interview with Ketty, Todd, and Kara from September. Okay, so today we are here talking with Ketty Mobed, Todd Yamashita, and Kara Fitzpatrick of Seed of Love Farm. Could you each just uh, introduce yourselves and then also share a little bit about how Seed of Love came to be? Aloha. Uh, my name is Ketty Mobed. I um, live on Molokai. I originally started our Seed of Love uh, nonprofit in the Bay Area, San Francisco. Uh, I have a deep love for people, animals, and nature, and, and plants. And I always thought that uh, bringing these three things together would be a healing, would be, would be healing to, all, you know, to humanity, to people. And that was kind of my premise of why I started uh, started this uh, as it has my my daughter and son-in-law moved to Molokai and uh, they took care of a farmstead or homestead uh, where they actually you know did a lot of the work that Seed of Love was actually missioned to do so I said well we do it now on Molokai so I basically brought over Seed of Love nonprofit to Molokai, my daughter and son-in-law kind of continued their mission, which was really education uh, to young people about nature, about how to do agriculture, how to take care of animals, and uh, basically continue that here. So that's how we ended up, and that's how I ended up on Molokai, and that's how then I think I let uh, Kara and Todd take the rest of it. And uh, so this is my story. So you go for it. So my name is Todd Yamashita, and I'm a board member on uh, Seed of Love. And I fourth, fourth generation, uh, raising uh, my kids are the fifth generation of uh, our, our family here in Molokai. And uh, yeah, I, I think the, the work that uh, we have ended up doing uh, together here on the farm, right next to our, our house here, on Molokai is um, it's it's really just something that is as grassroots and natural, I would say, as, as Molokai itself. Um, you know, for me, it's really comes down to one simple thing. I have kids um, and they have a culture and 
Um, the most important thing I, I, I have observed is um, when my kids have the, the chance and ability to, um, to live their culture and to live in the environment that is natural for them, um, they grow more and learn more than any other way that I could teach them. So this is a, a my, my involvement with Cena Love is very personal. And I'm also involved with a local newspaper here, uh, the Molokai Dispatch, uh, and also with Oahu Energy uh, Cooperative Molokai. Um, I'm involved with Renewable Energy and a few other uh, community initiatives. But um, just really, this is hard work for me and close to myself and my family. Uh, well, I'm Kara Fitzpatrick, and uh, I'm a UH Hilo graduate in molecular biology. But I found myself moving to Molokai two years ago uh, to be here with Todd. And that's when we sort of started this garden, um, the, what was just a garden um, at the beginning of COVID. And since I've moved to Molokai, I've been able to do two farming internships with Sustainable Molokai and just become really drawn to agriculture. Um, I, and I just enjoy learning. I learn so much every day um, just from the people around me, especially the kids and seeing how they live their culture every day and how it's just so inherent to them to take care of this place. And uh, it just makes it really easy. And I'm so happy that I get to just be a part of the environment that provides that opportunity to flourish. And, and we're together. Um, you, you can see why um, we ended up as partners. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it seems like we're two peas in a pod. Yeah, it's it's working out swimmingly. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, thanks for those intros. And I'm just thinking back to when we had the chance to visit um, over the summer. And I'm wondering if for our listeners, you could just kind of describe what Seed of Love looks like and the different, you know, kind of as, as you're walking in where there were the animals on the side and the, the, the different parts of the farm, just kind of uh, paint a picture of what Seed of Love looks like. Oh, sure. I, I, I'd love to. Um, when you come onto the farm, the first thing that you notice is, is that it's uh, right um, in front of an ancient Hawaiian fish pond. Uh, that's, that's likely uh, around 400 years or more. It's about 30 acres in size. The name of the fish pond is Koloko Eli. And um, if you're a local here on Molokai, you know we get plenty of fish ponds. Um, I think uh, the last my uncle counted, we had uh, almost close to 70, 68 ponds you can still see from the air. Um, so that's the first thing you notice, and we do a lot of work in the pond. Um, right away, you'll also notice a whole menagerie of uh, very quirky animals. And Kara knows the animals best, so I'm going to let her <laughs> tell you about some of the, the animal friends we have. Yeah, we've definitely got quite a fun array of animals and they all, basically almost all of them live together in one space. We got two miniature donkeys, a Nigerian dwarf goat, a baby Molokai axis deer uh, that we were able to rescue right here actually in the fish pond. Um, and what a, oh, a big 250 pound goat, chickens, ducks, Koi fish, tilapia, yeah, all, uh, tortoises. Tortoises, two, two. Tortoises. They're they're babies. They're baby sulcata tortoises, but they'll get big one of these days. Um, and I think that would that's about it. But um, it, it's, yeah, it, you also see a lot of hand painted signs, really colorful signs. Um, 
I, I think some of the core values is, is uh, what you'll feel when you, when you come to the farm, right? Um, you know, what does it mean to be kind? Um, uh, uh, what does peace and empathy in practice, what does it look like? What does it feel like? Um, you know, whether um, it's us that's providing a curriculum um, that, you know, matches the ag work or the animal work that we do here on the farm, uh, or if it's through another, uh, if it's through a school's own curriculum or, or whatever else, I think that's kind of the core essence of, of you know, who we are and, and uh, what, what we're trying to practice, really. Mm-hmm. Like, um, maybe I can just add one of the things, and I think uh, Todd actually touched upon that, is uh, also our um, deep passion for peace. And so for that, we are the only place on Molokai, and there are very few places on in Hawaii that have a peace pole. So we on the farm have a peace pole that is in eight languages, may peace prevail on earth. And uh, we're very proud of having that. You know, we gather around it and, you know, all wish for peace, both for the children and for the adults. And I think that's a powerful way if people can just gather and really, really put their uh, put their thoughts on it. And by, by the peace pole, we also have a peace spell. And I always uh, kind of, I kind of thought about uh, when we ring the peace bell, I always let the kids and the adults think about three things. One is that you, we want to send love and peace to ourselves within us. Then we want to send peace and love to the people that are close to us or animals that are close to us. And then the third ring of the bell will send peace and love to the world, to Mother Earth, to everything in nature that we have. So, you know, I have it in the, I mean, I kind of thought that would be something that we all can uh, make it part of ourselves. So that is one thing that we also offer at the, Farm. I think in the future we were thinking maybe even make a bulletin board or a whiteboard where kids can come and write poems around peace and what it means to them. Because it is, if we have peace, we can do many, many things. If we are not at peace, we cannot do much. So that is, I think, the essential that we need to create, this peaceful place. And I think Seed of Love Hawaii Farm has that. It is a place of peace and thank you for Todd and Kara of, of taking such good care of it. <laughs> well, thank you, Katie. It's been an awesome partnership. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would say one way to look at it, you know, why, why are we here? Right. Um, I think the best thing that we do is we, we provide a platform, a space where it doesn't matter if you're in homeschool or, you know, if you're just part of the department of education um, we're centrally located. We're a mile and a half um, outside of the main town of Kanakakai here in Molokai. And so it's a, a very accessible place uh, for kids to come outside of the classroom um, and onto a place that's familiar to them. You know, it's a lot like a homestead over here. Um, and everybody knows the fish pond scene. It's a beautiful scene that brings people together. Um, and, and to go towards what Keddie is saying, towards peace, uh, I, I, you know, it's kind of like maybe like the Pu'u Honua kind of concept 
or um, you know, I I, um, I I got to go to the Mauna and, and the whole concept of um, Kapu Aloha was really new to me, you know. And what does it mean um, to to have a space that is actively held for uh, for learning, for spiritual purposes, uh, for up upping your level, you know, for ensuring that future generations uh, have you know, what they need. Um, and, and it, it was such an energizing, um, and enlightening concept, it really simple. Um, and so I, I think culturally as, as well, our space, um, kind of does well to, to, uh, provide a kipuka for whether you're an adult or, or a child, um, uh, a great space, not just for learning, but like Keddie said, um, you know, to, to be at peace with nature and yourself. Mm-hmm. Could you share about some of the specific educational programs that you offer and also who is the community who can benefit from your programs? Sure. So um, I, I think the best way to talk about that is uh, what we've done uh, over the summer and over the fall. Um, the, new, the, the farm space we're on is about one acre. And, um, we're, we're, you know, again, we're just kind of getting started. And Hawaii People's Fund is just the kind of partner we need when you start from nothing uh, and, and you need to create something healthy for the community. And so really that's the, the stages and the build out of where we are. We're trying to create um, infrastructure and a platform um, where kids uh, can, can easily um, access their own culture, their own surroundings. Mm-hmm. You want to add to that? Yeah, I think what Seed of Love is trying to do is to cultivate this space that um, just has this welcoming feeling and it is accessible and it is safe and it offers a place for inspiration where people, where kids and adults and anyone who's open to it can feel can feel the opportunity for healing and to connect to the culture that's already in just the whole, this whole island that we live on is so rich and deep in its culture. And I think we're really just trying to honor that and to create the space and make it open for people to enjoy and to really get that feeling right when they right when they come. Yeah. So like this over the summer, um, we had, um, I think, probably 60 third graders uh, helping to pull mangrove saplings and. Um, we had homeschoolers, uh, several different uh, homeschools uh, came to use uh, and, and enjoy in the farm and do learning here. Uh, and we also have uh, created kind of a new family of volunteers. So um, people, you know, uh, in, in the neighborhood that uh, maybe they don't have their own farming space. You know, maybe they uh, like doing what we do, which is working really hard uh, to t- care for animals and plants and, and share that process with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the most important thing to say, though, is that we're, we're kind of rookies. Um, yeah. You know, we have a lot to learn. I, I, this is an education process for us, too. And I, I think that act of um, sharing out what we're learning is uh, kind of beneficial for everybody. And it's, it's been a fun process. Yeah. And, and maybe I can preface that uh, when uh, Seed of Love first came to Molokai, uh, Bahar, who's also another member uh, on the board of directors and her husband, they uh, were basically invited to live and take care of a homestead farm that was started, that was owned and uh, 
by Uncle Moki Kim. He is a revered uh, educa- educator. I mean, actually, he passed away, but he was an educator of Hawaiian values, Hawaiian plans, the way Hawaiians should live their lives. And on that farm, he started this education place and space. He then, I mean, he had illness, you know, he came down with several severe illnesses and couldn't take care of the farm anymore. He then invited Bahar and Jason to come and take care of this farm. And so they kind of overtook and kind of perpetuated what he was teaching from the books he had actually collected. He had a great collection of Hawaiian botany books and education books, and they were guided by him still on his uh, from his home that he could he couldn't really participate anymore, but he was our great educator on the island, and we were very sad that he passed away last year, you know. And but I think his spirit kind of lives on in the kind of work that we are doing now on our farm. But it was his passion was in teaching and educating young people of to learn and respect. It was all about respect of the aina, of the way you do things with the land and with the animals. So, and we are hoping to carry that torch on, you know, in this new space. And, and I, I really have to tip my hat uh, to Uncle or Kumu uh, Moki Kim. He, he was actually my teacher uh, back in middle school in uh, seventh and eighth grade. He was my Hawaiiana teacher. And, you know, late 80s, this was when uh, the idea of teaching Hawaiian or Hawaiian culture uh, as a full, uh, you know, block in your in your schooling was uh, was something really new. And Kumu uh, Moke Kim, his vision was Hanakupono. Yeah. Um, worked with excellence. Um, and and he developed that during my my time in school and. You know, after graduating high school and whatnot, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of other things and kind of went my own separate ways. And and so Keddie's work with Mokomoke, um, um, you know, it, it really brings things full circle for me because here was this man when I was really young uh, putting everything that he knew about his culture, he put it out there for us. Um knowing that he didn't know it all, uh, you know, to have, uh, to have a leader like that when you're young, I think that, you know, that, that goes a really long way. Yeah. And so I, I just, I got to give, uh, Kumu Moke, uh, uh, a lot of credit for that. I'm thinking about some of the things you're just saying of, you know, how you're very much learning in this whole process and what you just shared, uh, um, about, you know, being a Kumu, even, you know, teaching, even though, you know, you don't know everything and how, uh, as Seed of Love, it sounds like, you know, all of the kids were coming and all of you are are all kind of growing and, and learning together. Um, and so I'd just be curious to hear what some of the learnings of, of this process have been for you. If you could tell us some, um, I don't know, particular moments in the process or revelations or just share some of the learnings you've had from, from um, forming Seed of Love. Um, I think the most, the easiest part of being a part of Seed of Love and getting to be on the farm every day is the days when we do have those groups of kids come in and to see their faces light up and how they just take 
to the space so naturally and their reverence and their respect and their ability to just observe and actually make a difference and seeing like what was that high school boys this summer brushing our miniature donkeys and smiling and having a good time like and teasing each other but loving it yeah it and just seeing the kids in the fish pond just looking out at the fish pond wall picking the mangrove um it's it's kind of like those in-between moments you know when 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 you see another kid just fall in the mud and instead of you know being like sad about it you know, just having fun and realizing that it's in those in-between moments, you know, those those little pockets of discovery, those little kipukas. I, I think that's that's where the magic is for sure. Like for me, I was just kind of blown away because I'm new to the Hawaiian culture and I, you know, I learn every day. But for me, one of those highlights was when the group a 60, uh, you know, uh, head group of kids came with their teachers from our charter school, Kualapu'u Charter School. And they came with their teachers and they gathered. I mean, they did, they worked in the fish pond. They took away the mangroves. But then at the end, the teacher gathered them around. They talked in Hawaiian. They talked in English. And each child had to say, what they found, what what they learned that day. And it was so, I mean, it was it just kind of blew me away because these kids, we don't give them enough credit when they're so young. What they can learn and pick up. Oftentimes they're belittled by by, you know, in families or that. But I think they if we can just take that little bit of enthusiasm from the kids and then just cast it on. But that was kind of my highlight during the summer when I just thought, oh, my God, these kids came and worked so hard and then they loved it. And actually the teachers themselves, I mean, they just kind of blew me away. They had so much knowledge and they were guiding those kids. I mean, just in unbelievable ways. And that was like, you know, I, you feel really grateful when you see groups like that or people like that or kids like that. You always feel like I'm so grateful to be part of this whole thing. I, I think another beautiful part about Molokai is how agriculture is such, has never left the community. It's such a important part of the community. And we recently got the opportunity to meet the Hawaii United Farmers Union, um, something like that. Um, but and they came, and so to also learn from other farmers, people who have been doing it on Molokai for far longer, for far, far longer than I have. <laughs> um, and I have just absorbed so much information, and I'm sure a lot of that information has gone in one year and out the other, but I can't wait to relearn it again. And um, just the extensive knowledge on this island itself and the people that they know their home so well. Um, it's it's such an honor to be able to learn and to com- to connect to this agriculture community that's uh, so alive on this island. It, it really reminds me of uh, I have a Maori friend. Um, he taught me one time. He said a lot of the school systems, the indigenous school systems in, in New Zealand, um, uh, what, what is it? Their 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 concept of education is uh, uh, don't teach me my culture. 
uh, teach me how to teach you my culture. Uh, and I was like, oh, wait, what? And then I got it, you know, it's like, and, and, and really, um, ever since he told me that it's, it's really changed the way that I perceive my own children, you know, they come home from school and, um, they're almost fluent, you know, Lelo. And I, you know, we get to listen to Hawaiian music together and discover, uh, these hidden messages from the past together. You know, in such a beautiful way. And they're teaching me all the time. And, yeah, singing yeah. all the time in the shower. You will hear them singing or chanting. And it's... It's so great. It's like the best feeling in the world to hear your kids, you know, singing a Hawaiian song when they're bored or when, you, when they're raking leaves and they don't <laughs> like work anymore. You know, I love it. Yeah. And I guess that's what, that's what Seed of Love is. It's not. It's all about you know bringing these these traditions and these thoughts and all this this together, you know. And it's just like this this feeling that we can do everything. We can we can we can become. We can overcome a lot of challenges that way. Being part of a community and learning from each other. And get come going to a higher place with that, you know. And we see that in the kids when they learn how to chant, when they teach the chants to the adults, and it's just yeah, it's this unbelievable feeling. Every day you kind of feel like unbelievable, you know. <laughs> and, and and you know we, we talk about it all the time in in Hawaii. Um, it's almost cliche, right? Like the the secret magic of it all is um, connecting people with place, right? connecting kids with place, but it is not at all cliche. I, I remember um, they never had too many field trips for whatever reason when I was a kid. Um, again, way back in the history. But, um, you know, I remember my first field trip. I think it was first grade, and we went all the way out east end, uh, you know, full half-hour drive. That was, you know, a long time for us. And we got to the lo'i, and, you know, you can imagine a five-year-old or six-year-old seeing a, a taro lo'i for the first time. Um, you know, Hawaiian culture is, is, is not my culture, but it's the only culture I know. And, um, I, you know, when they said, okay, who's going to pull the weeds? Who wants to get in the loy? I had no shame. You guys, I, I went, I was the first kid in and I remember every detail about how cold the water was, how soft the mud was, how easy it was to pull the, the weeds out. Uh, it transformed me. I'm still thinking about it, you know? And, and so it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, one of the questions that we ask ourselves, you know, if we're not in a place like Molokai is, you know, what can, what can we do or how can we help or, you know, and, and I, I do want to keep it simple. I think it is as simple as connecting people with place. Yeah. So picking up on this thread that's kind of coming through, you know, Todd, you were talking about Moke Kim and how in the 80s, learning Hawaiian culture was kind of a new thing. And the connection you see today and how that has fed this rootedness currently in culture as well. Um, so with that kind of change that you've seen over the years, what is the vision that you hope for the future and that you hope to see Seed of Love grow into? maybe I'll just talk about it in terms of where I want my kids to go. Cause it's a lot of parody there, but you know, for, for me, um, I've always admired people that can be themselves 100% of the time. 
And then there's people that can be themselves and uh, be artists or uh, be practitioners, you know, live their culture 100% of the time. And to, 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 to know that my kids are, are like, they're living that. Um, for me, that success, a lot of that is already there. And so I'm looking forward to them being able to do the same um, for their community. Um, and as far as we're a seed of love, uh, I, I think there's a huge amount of successes. Where do you think we should go? Um, I think for a seed of love, I think obviously the main goal is for uh, as of right now, we've connected a lot with the homeschools on the island, and we did do the Kualapu'u summer school, um, but to get more involved with the field trips during the school year, as it is now fall, and it's happening, school is in session, um, and I think really, like, the overall mission for me, for not just the future of Seed of Love, but for Molokai, is to have a food sovereign island um and i think seed of love can help a lot with that i think i see us hosting uh like the seed of love the seed bank molokai seed bank with molokai seeds um or just to spread knowledge and have this be a place to share knowledge and create innovations that are specific to our people and our place um to create a i yeah more tighter sovereign secure, food secure place. My vision is like, I'm thinking about also, Molokai has disadvantages as well. And we need to be aware of those, especially economic. There are many families that live in this uh, economically disadvantaged situations. And oftentimes with that also brings its own problems. My vision is, to be able to reach out to these uh, families. So I think homeschools are one way or our schools are another way to bring out, bring those kids from even disadvantaged homes and give them a sp safe space. Actually, uh, we do have several other possible uh board of director spaces that may be, you know, going towards people that work with foster kids. You know, we do have a lot of kids in foster environments here. And uh, Seed of Love would give them, you know, a safe space. And that's how I see also Seed of Love becoming a safe space for kids and even adults to give them that space where they can breathe and in and out without feeling threatened. And But that is some of my vision more into the future, maybe in two, three years from now. I think as Kara and Tots were saying, you know, right now we will focus on education more than for the next year or two. But I think for me, the long-term vision is really to create a safe space for many of these uh, people that live in disadvantaged situations, kids and adults. Absolutely. I, I think that is such an important part of Seed of Love's mission. And I think that's a, a big reason why we have the animals on the farm, too, is because there is something so special that um, that these kids that are from disadvantaged homes might not have this opportunity to feel a compassion or 
empathy with an animal or to foster that kind of relationship and to see kids be able to light up and create connections with our four-legged friends um, is is part of healing. And I think, yeah, we want Seed of Love to be a place of healing, security, peace, and overall just equity and accessibility. Um, it is for our community. It is for our children and everyone else who can really benefit from it. And what are some of the ways for anyone who's listening or anyone interested in learning more or supporting the work that you're doing? How can people get connected with you folks? Uh, so right now we just uh, updated our Seed of Love website, which is at seedoflovehawaii.org. And then there's also our Instagram page, which is also Seed of Love Hawaii, um, where right now is mostly a lot of animal videos, as that is a lot of what I am doing every day is spending time getting them um, in gear. But uh, you'll also see uh, a lot of our events that we have when we do get to have uh, the classes come and uh, the things we get to teach and learn from them. And... Uh, so yeah, our Instagram page and our website. She sounds apologetic. The animals are like the animal videos on the Instagram. You, you're going to get sucked in. It's, it's classic. We, we've got the weirdest animals. They, they, they're all confused. The chicken thinks it's a goat and <laughs> yeah. you know, they, yeah, it's, 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 it's worth, a it's worth checking out. <laughs> and, and, and of course I think, Within the year, we also, I mean, because we are totally donation driven, we all, you know, we need, we need the income. And one of the ways to do it is to, I mean, both Kara and Todd are awesome artists and so is my daughter. We're hoping that through art and art projects and art articles, we can actually promote that and may hopefully even sell that on our website so people can see more about, you know, individual artists and also the local art and have that available to be bought so we can generate some some revenue from that as well. Because that is one of the things we are still not sure how, what route to take. You know, we sell such a tiny nonprofit right now but we as more if we generate more income we can also bring more people on board which is one of the things we want to do you know yeah Mm -hmm. go for it yeah i think um we are completely volunteer run and so you will see on the website we have an amazon wish list which has a lot of different um animal supplies and farm tools like kids gloves or kids boots so that way um, we have extra shoes so that way our keiki can go in and visit with the animals because of, uh, as you might know, kids on Molokai often aren't wearing their closed-toed shoes. Um, and, <laughs> and yeah, you know, garden gloves and things like that. That's really helps us to be able to support the groups that do come through to have all the supplies. Um, and we also have a donation link on our website. Um, so yeah, we would just really appreciate, uh, checking that out um, at seedoflovehawaii.org. <laughs> and literally one of our very hot items is donkey poop. 
<laughs> that is our primary seller right now. <laughs> that is hot amazing. item. A really, really hot item. <laughs> but yeah, of course, we can't. Send, it, it, it's hard to send it over mail. But you know, right. we're trying to entice, we are trying to entice our local population to actually use this as a compost. Right. It's beautiful. It makes yeah. beautiful. You just gotta use them one time. When you use them one time, you're gonna see what your plants gonna do. You, you, you're gonna be a repeat customer. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope I hope some of that donkey poop finds its way to our listeners uh thank you for sharing those ways for people to support your work um uh, yeah i mean guys. is there anything else that you all want to share or elaborate on uh i would like what do you want to or should i well i think one really important thing that we should point out is that the hawaii people's fund grant was our very first grant is the first grant i ever wrote the first grant we ever co-wrote together and uh, so that's a very big and exciting thing for us. And it has opened up just a whole bunch of ideas and opportunities has now since sparked since getting that opportunity. Um, so we're just super grateful to be involved with you guys and your team and uh, to see what future opportunities it all is holding for us. Um, so, yeah. And we thank you guys for that. Yeah. Thank you. And come and visit us again in another year. And we have a lot more stories to tell then. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thank you so much to you all for making the time to talk with us today and thank catch you. up on how things are going. This has been great. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks story. for the opportunity. Hawaii Rising is a podcast from the Hawaii People's Fund produced by me. And me. With additional support from... Mickey! Our theme music is Revolutionary, from the band Ukla the Mock, written and sung by Mickey Hui Hui. A big thank you to our community supporters, and to you, our audience, for listening. Ahui ho!